Hey everyone, welcome back to Pretending with Dice. As always, I'm your host and game master, AJ. Uh, welcome to the second chapter of our Things from the Flood storyline. Uh, we hope you're enjoying it so far. We're having uh, loads of fun playing the game. Uh, I just wanted to quickly mention this in the intro, because uh, usually it gets relegated to the outro of the podcast, uh, but if you're enjoying the show and you listen to us on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, it'd be super great if you could go ahead and leave a rating and review for the show. Uh, we're always looking for feedback on how we're doing and what you all think of the show in general, uh, plus it would help us to get word out about the show. Uh, we, we never really pay for advertising or anything like that, so word of mouth is really super important for us. Uh, in fact, whether you're an iTunes sort of Apple podcast user or not, uh, and you've liked anything that we've done, uh, then go ahead and tell a friend slash loved one slash co-worker slash teacher, uh, whoever, <laughs> about us. Because, uh, you know, sharing is caring and all that. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, so let's recap what happened last time. It is uh, June 1994. And we're in the small town of Twynham-on-Sea. Uh, around 60 years have passed since a series of gruesome murders and alleged monster sightings happened in the town, and things have been, by and large, peaceful since then. Nearby, the Wessex Reactor Complex and its loop have been constructed. We met our three teens, uh, students of Wickfield Secondary School, approaching the end of their school year. Anthony, who is under intense pressure from his overbearing father to excel, uh, both athletically and academically. Uh, Sora, who has recently lost her own father and is finding her relationship with her mother very strained of late. And Hazel, who, while also having to take care of her sister, has been the subject of a series of mysterious and ghastly nighttime apparitions for some time, a fact which she has been keeping a secret up until now. Uh, the night after a massive thunderstorm, the trio awoke to find the town quiet. Uh, nearly half of the population were seemingly absent from their jobs in school, with no apparent explanation. Finding this extremely odd, at the end of their school day, the three decided to travel to the home of their friend and classmate, Kev, who had been missing from classes that day. Uh, arriving at Kev's house, they found it silent and, worried, they hopped the fence into the back garden. Uh, looking through the kitchen window, they could just about make out a motionless figure in the darkness, sat at the kitchen table. And opening the door, Anthony crept inside to investigate. The figure was Kev's father. Seemingly lifeless, with a strange, unidentified black liquid having seeped from his eyes, mouth and ears onto the now ruined plate of food on the table in front of him. Understandably, Anthony was extremely freaked out by this and turned to run from the house. And that's pretty much where we left off last time. Uh, so let's get into today's episode then. Enjoy. So we uh, we join you all with Anthony hurriedly trying to push the two girls out of the uh, the kitchen of Kev's house. Okay, so screaming and yelling, running past, well, turning around and grabbing each of the girls by their shoulders. Uh, Anthony's going to try and run out of the, 
um, room with them, shouting, Oh my god, there's stuff coming out of his eyes! Oh my fucking god! What, what sort of stuff? Are you, are you coming with me? Because Anthony's keeping on moving right now. Either either you're resisting the pull or you're coming out into the garden to hit, <laughs> ask this question. Uh, this is quite an important choice, I would think. Uh, I'll let you pull me out since since your reaction is so strong. Yeah, I, I'm not convinced that Hazel has much of a choice. Okay, no, then. Okay, so sort of dragging you and are you stumbling with him? <laughs> or, or are you going to try and follow suit? I would imagine it's quite a sort of like it's an unexpected sudden turn and come on guys go 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 sort of thing so yeah yeah that's yeah. what i'm thinking yeah. like so we'll get out into the garden and oh my god there's there's black stuff coming out of kev's dad's eyes anthony shush seriously you're screaming right now no you need to see it so no don't in fact don't see it what am i saying don't go in there this oh my god and anthony is freaking the hell out <laughs> is he alive I don't know, there was black stuff coming out of his eyes. It was on the plate in front of him. Like, I don't know what the hell it was. Have you ever seen black stuff coming out of somebody's eyes? No. But we can't just run away. What if he needs help? Well, I'm not going back in there. We need to call someone, surely. I mean, should we call an ambulance or the police? I guess. Like, where's the nearest payphone? Well, we can just use his phone. Inside the house. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, in fact, looking back, you can see there is a phone in the kitchen. One of those, oh. um, like, it's like a handset, but it's corded, you know. Uh, okay, Sora puts her fist to her chest and she's like, I will go. If you guys want to stay out here. Okay, so you're creeping back in to the house then. Anthony's reaction to this is to not quite pull himself together, but to go quiet and follow silently behind a few steps away so that he can keep an eye on you. Okay. As you're sneaking in to pick up the phone and phone, Hazel walks up and starts, like, gingerly walks into the kitchen to have a look. Just sort of check things out. Yeah. Yeah, okay. She does, like, herbal medicine and things, and she's just kind of going, is this anything I've seen before? No, this is really weird. Yeah, okay, I think we can make a skill check there. And so uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do that. So let's resolve the phone thing first then. So Sora, you're picking up the phone. Yeah, and um, I just say to Anthony, I put my hand over the thing before I start dialing. Has he got a pulse or is he like actually really dead? I don't know, I didn't touch him, I just looked at him. And Anthony's at the threshold. He's not gone into the kitchen, he's just at the threshold of the door, sort okay. of leaning in. The sort of fighting you want to fighting the fight or flight. Is is he is he clearly dead or? Well, he's not like fully slumped. He almost looks. Um, I mean, I would need some sort of check from you guys if you want to check sort of medically how he seems. Yeah, can I touch him to see if he's warm? Okay. Um, I feel like this would be like an investigate check. So let's uh, let's do that. For you, an investigate check. Investigate is um, mind. Zero. So for Sora, it would be you're rolling just three dice and you need a six to succeed. This is, I mean, because you're not fully, you're not trying to find a a full medical workup. You're just checking to see if he's warm or that. So just the one six needed to succeed on this. So is it 3d8, isn't it? 3d6. Oh, six, sorry. 
two twos and a four. So yeah, that is uh, is not a um, success, I'm afraid. So it's tough to tell. You know, it's it's quite a stressful situation. As you touch him, though, it's not like he's fully limp. You do, I will say. You know, you, you can't feel a pulse or anything. I won't give you that with any. You know, not with the result that you got. Um, but he's sort of, he's almost sort of sat. He's kind of sat uh, at the table. He's got the plate in front of him. He's kind of leant over it, like. But he's not like. He's not fully kind of like limp and you know, kind of floppy or anything. It's almost like he's just sort of a little bit kind of frozen in place. Okay, so Sora stares at the dad for a bit and then she slams the phone down and then takes off to go look in another room. Okay, so before making a phone call? Yeah. Like, I want to I check it out first. Yeah, I want to check it out first before we call anyone. Okay. Um, so which... Okay, well, let's... Come on, Anthony! We're, okay, so while you're doing that, we're, we'll resolve uh, Hazel's... Um, Sort of, this is again kind of like an investigation check, I would think. Um, yeah, does mind? Yeah, mind. Yeah, mind investigates. So, with you, that is five dice. So five d six, aiming for a six. Yay! That's uh, so a six in there. So that's a success. So you were you were looking at him with the kind of eye of like, have I seen anything like this before? Yeah. Does it feel like a natural phenomenon? I would say no. You haven't. Uh, this is, this doesn't match any kind of disease that you've ever heard of, really. Um, you get you get sort of a little bit closer to him. You get a kind of look in his face, and it does really look like it's the same sort of soupy kind of black liquid, which has sort of come out of it. It's it most. It's not like dripping out of his face now. It looks like the majority of it is kind of pooled on the plate in front of him, but there is still some sort of like trails kind of leading from his eyes and sort of nose and that it's the same stuff and that. It, it's not like dried up on his face but like it's not like pouring out the face at the moment shall I say okay uh. yeah <laughs> okay so Anthony you're just hanging by the door I take it um seeing um sorry Sora put the phone down again and wander into the house gonna call after her where, where are you going Sora I thought you were calling an, an ambulance or the police or something uh, I just think we should have a look around before we call. Bloody hell, I guess I should come in just because if Kev's in there, he's going to freak out if he finds you and Hazel just wandering around in here. Maybe he'll be happy to see me and she raises an eyebrow. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm not wandering anywhere. I just... This is really weird and I don't... This stuff doesn't seem to have dried at all. No, it, it's definitely still very liquidy. Don't touch it. Anthony stepping into the room looks at it again and kind of grimaces and says definitely don't touch that stuff we don't know what the hell it is but if I don't look at it I've got no chance of trying to work out what it is what the hell we we, we came here looking for Kev we're not here to like play scientist and <laughs> away and shouts upwards towards the uh, the hallway with the stairs in it um, Kev Kev are you in the house Sora freezes and waits for a response <laughs> You wait for a good few seconds. There's no response. Come on, let's stick together. As team leader, I should say that there'll be safety in numbers. Self-appointed team leader. (laughs) (laughs) Anthony's eyes flip between the two of you as if, like, is this something that you two had planned? What's going on here? Like, we're a team? What? Hazel pays no attention to this. <laughs> Sora puts her hands on her hips. We're a team now. <laughs> okay, hey, 
come on, let's go. Are you are you sneaking or are you just going to sort of wander around? I'm not sneaking, no. You're not sneaking. Since there's been no response. Okay, fair enough. Um, so you, stepping out of the kitchen, you find yourself in the hallway. There is across from you a uh, a door. Looks to be sort of a jar. Um, you can't really see what's behind it at the moment. Though. It's it's mostly closed, but it's not you know it's not closed closed. And uh, to your right, there's a staircase leading upwards. What would you like to do? I'm going to have a peek around the door first. Okay. Um, so, sort of sticking your head through the door, um, it seems to be living room. As far as you can see, there's nobody in here. Television's off. The lights are off. The decor's a little bit dated, I'd say. You know, they could do with a new, you know, new set of sofa and chair and that. It's looking a bit 80s, you know. <laughs> but nothing seems out of place. It's a few uh, family port- family photos on the wall. The, some younger photos of Kev that are clearly like school photos. It's got a bit of a sort of like <laughs> shit-eating grin on, you know. Um, <laughs> and then... They're, they're pretty embarrassing, really. <laughs> um, but yeah, nothing um, seems out of place. It's just a, it's a living room. Okay. Sora's trying to be like super cool and she like signals to them and she points upstairs. And then she's like... Oh, clear! <laughs> Doing like full I'm hand upstairs. gestures and everything. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm going to call an ambulance. Finally, somebody's thinking straight. Just call the ambulance. Get the police here. We're in over our heads. I don't know what yes, the hell's but, going on. But you're gonna need to check and make sure that there isn't anyone else in the house that's the same. Yeah. What if Kevin? That's not all right. Yeah, we. Uh, I guess you're right. I'll go and knock on his door now. All right, come on then. Okay, so, yeah, Anthony, you've been in this house before. It's been a couple of years, um, but you do remember the way. So upstairs, um, top of the stairs, there's an open uh, bathroom, uh, open door into a bathroom. It's, it's not a big room, but you can see there is a bath, like a full bathtub in there of water. The lights are off, though, and... To the left, Anthony, you know there is uh, it's Kev's room, the door's closed, and to the right is his parents' room, which, again, the door is closed. Mm-hmm. Okay, then, stepping up to Kev's door, but n- looking at and noting that the bath is full, and then knock on it, Kev! Kev! It's Anthony! Anthony, you, it, your dad, downstairs, what's wrong? Kev, are you in there? No answer. No, look at Sora and then try the door handle okay it's a little um, little loose but it opens and you can see sticking your head in there's, there's a few posters on the wall you, it's been a couple of years since you've been in this room but uh, you can see things haven't changed a huge amount the posters uh, you know a couple of football players that uh, Kev's a big fan of there is a there's an Oasis poster on the wall um, and in Kev's bed it does look like there's somebody under the covers. Kev? Kev, are you alright? Anthony, she puts her arm out. Don't. Anthony. Well, what do you mean? He's, he must. That must be him. He, he must be in here. Yeah, as you, as you step in, you can see... You can see Kev's hair sort of sticking out from... on You know, on the pillow, but you can't see his face from where you are. There, there's a moment of kind of like... Anthony's internally jump to the conclusion that Kev must be in there and that's Kev and that means everything's alright mm-hmm. so oh Kev Kev 
and he rushes over to the bed, however many steps it is, and pulls the covers back as quickly as possible. Okay. Kind of excitedly and like, oh, this is going to solve the situation kind of a way. So Kev is lying there in a kind of, um, I mean, a sort of normal sort of sleeping position on, on his side. But now that you're closer to him and you've kind of pulled the covers back, you can see his eyes are open and the pillow is soaked in this same black liquid which seems to have just leaked from his face all over it. And his eyes are just staring forward. It's a good thing there's no sanity checks in this game. Yes. Well, that said, I can give you a condition because you were not, you, you specifically said you were expecting Kev to be in there and mm-hmm. um and you know, not Ooh. expecting it like that. Um yeah, I'm, I'm in a state, and Anthony is in deep shock now. There, there's Kev? Kev? <laughs> Saw a face palms, but not sarcastically. Just like, oh, God. <laughs> I tried to stop you. He falls backwards against the nearby desk, like, Kev, no, no, and, and falls to the ground in shock. Okay, so n- normally you'd get a condition if you are um, sort of pushing a roll. So, like, say you failed, you can choose to push your luck, and if you fail again, you get a condition. Um, Mm -hmm. I've decided just to give you one anyway. Um, The four options are upset, scared, exhausted, and injured. I don't think exhausted or injured really apply. No. I think scared is probably the most... Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah? That's how I'm playing it right now. Most definitely scared, whatever the hell this is. So that, I think, if if I'm understanding this right, I should probably look this up properly. I think that just gives you a minus one to... The number of dice you make on a roll. I'm just going to double check that in the rule book. I've got I've got my DM screen in front of me. It doesn't tell you exactly what that does. <laughs> there's um, there's ways to recover from them. Obviously, you know you're not going to be scared for the rest of your life. Anthony will find his balls eventually. <laughs> you get yeah, you get a minus one on all dice rolls. Um, I think just because yeah yeah because the way it works that just means in any given dice roll you you roll one less dice than you normally would. Um, mm-hmm. the conditions are cumulative so you can, even though you're scared you can also get another condition on top of that so if you had another one that would be minus two mm-hmm. um, but you can only get one of each at a time, so you're currently scared, so you can't be scared again you know, you're, you're not double scared but you could become <laughs> upset <laughs> you could become exhausted <laughs> uh, I'm scared and upset injured. <laughs> Yeah, you can't layer it on like it's scared, then nervous breakdown, yeah. mental collapse, and then heart no. attack. Um, so, <laughs> if you take all four, um, you get a, a sort of special state that's called broken. Um, <laughs> Damn. That sounds nice. <laughs> this is where it comes together. If you're broken, something really bad has happened, uh, you're mentally or physically hurt, and you automatically fail all dice rolls until healed. That's if you're broken. We're not there. That's amazing. You know, we're not there yet. Um, I really like that. Yeah. I should hope I don't have another character <laughs> reach reach an un- unfortunate conclusion by the end of. No, I think I think you know you're in the scared situation. That's one of four, so you're okay. Um, but you will to recover with that. There's a couple of different ways you can recover. We can sort of talk it out in 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 a scene between the three of you. It would need the other two kind of calming you down. Um, or if you get together with your anchor they'll be able to kind of talk you through and you can recover all your conditions. That's where the kind of anchor thing comes in. So, yeah. But there's ways of getting... There's ways. There's different ways of doing it, you know. Or the other thing, the, the only other way to do it, 
um, that's listed on here is that another teen can sort of really sort of take charge and can heal one condition at a time. And they, the other team would have to make a, um, where is it, a heart lead roll to sort of, you know, kind of get you get you back okay. on your feet and get you back going in that. But really That's mechanically, all it's, all it's doing is uh, you get one less dice when you're making a roll for now. Okay. So yeah, you are freaked the hell out. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Sword just froze over duvet back over Kev's body. Um... And then just ru- crouches over to him, puts a hand on his shoulder. I'm like, why did you do that, you idiot? I tried to stop you. I thought it was Kev. I thought he'd be okay. Sora sighs and gives him a cuddle. It's all right. Hazel's calling the police, isn't she? You'll be all right. We should go down with her and like, and explain that like something's really wrong in here. Don't worry, I'll tell her. Okay. Come on, let's go. Okay, so down in the kitchen then, H- Hazel, Hazel, you've picked the phone up. Yes, and I'm going to ask for an ambulance first. Okay. Um, we don't need to, I think, go through all of the full conversation with 999. Hello, this is the operator. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> what seems a, to be the matter? There's a patient breathing. Um, okay, so what, what exactly... They are going to ask you what's happened, though, so what? I, I won't put on a character voice for the, the, the operator of 999, but what are you going to say <laughs> to in response to that question? We don't know. We came round to visit our friend and we just found his dad like this in the kitchen when we came in. And we've not seen our friend yet either. Okay. How are you sort of um, saying what... How am I describing what, Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, how are you describing how, you know, the, you know, the, the condition that his dad is in? Obviously, you don't know yet that Kev as well, but... um. So, we came in, um, we knocked on the door, and his dad didn't respond at all, and that was really unlike him. So, the door was unlocked, we came in to check upon him, and the... He... So, he's he's still sitting upright, but he doesn't seem to be looking at anything, but there's this really dark liquid that's come out of his eyes and it's all over his face and he isn't responding to anything and I don't know if he's breathing I'm not going to need you to convince them of anything there you know you're not lying to them so it just going to say there is a little slight pause there where they maybe this sounds this is odd you haven't heard of this before either so maybe this has sort of caught them a little bit off guard shall we say yeah. Sort of, they don't know quite what to sort of. Maybe they don't know quite what to put in the system. Should yeah. we say? Yeah. I would imagine not. Yeah. Um, okay. So that, but they do say yeah, an ambulance is on the way. Okay. At this point, then yeah, uh, Sora and Anthony come back downstairs. It's Kev as well. He's. What? Yeah, oh, he's no. not. Yeah. Uh, he's he's not moving, and he's got the black stuff all over his face, same as his dad. Right, we we need to wait outside You're for right. the ambulance. Yeah, come on. Yeah, it's probably for the best. Let's go back out front. Okay, are you going back out through the garden and over the gate again, or are you opening the front door? Going. Let's out open way? the front door. I say. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the I ambulance think is probably going to want to come in that way as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, so we'll we'll skip along then. So you're not waiting long. Um, maybe. I want to say 10 minutes 
you're fairly close to the hospital, but maybe they, you know, maybe the ambulance was off somewhere else. But the uh, yeah, an ambulance pulls up outside. A couple of paramedics jump out. Where are they? Where, where's the patient? Where's the patient? There's one in the kitchen and one upstairs. I lead them through to the kitchen. Okay. I'm going to stay outside. So he's he's through here, but I don't I don't know if you can do anything. And I lead them through. You, you lead them through. These guys are sort of, you know, they're purposefully walking. You step into the kitchen and Kev's dad looks up, shocked at you. What the bloody <gasps> hell are you people doing in my house? But, oh, my God. Huh? But, <laughs> sir, you were just... Eating my dinner. What? Get out of it. Why didn't you respond? Why didn't you talk? Respond to what? Is the plate of black... Gravy-like substance, it's still sat in front of him. Looks like a plate of food to me. <gasps> Sir, do you... Are you aware of what time it is? See him, he sort of... Well, I don't know. He looks at the clock. It is by now, because I'm, I'm sort of been thinking this in my head. So you, you've come here sort of after school. It's taken you a little yeah. bit of time to get here. I'd say with all the kind of waiting for the ambulance and that, it's actually... It's getting on for maybe half past five, six o'clock. Yeah. He sort of goes, oh, I don't know, and he kind of looks around. There is a clock in there, he goes, clock says six. What of it? Do you know what day it is? Wednesday. It is Thursday. No, it's, yeah, but say, it's Thursday, mate. Oh, I don't know. I lose track these days. Either way, what are you people doing here? Uh, as this is happening, um, Anthony's sort of looking backwards towards the stairs and trying to strain to hear if there's noise coming from upstairs because his immediate thought is if his dad's okay, then Kev must be okay. Can't hear any noise. There's no, there's no, you can't really hear any sounds of anybody moving around. Uh, can we say that Anthony's far enough at the back of the group that he can slink off up the stairs quickly? He can do. Um, he will, I will say that... Um, <laughs> Kev's dad's sort of looking around. He, he notices you because oh, I don't think I don't recognise you there, Anthony Rober, bloody troublemaker. Oh, I'm, I'm not making trouble. I was worried about Kev. I he was upstairs with all this black stuff on his face, and you you were sat there with black stuff on your face. And, black stuff, and it was like you, you see, oh, he kind of okay. he kind of touches his face as if to sort of say, look, his face is clear. There's no nothing on him. So, look, I can't explain this, but Kev wasn't at school today. And you still think it's yesterday, and you were non-responsive when we got here, and I can't explain any of this. I look at the paramedics. Yeah, I was going to say they're like, looking a bit I'm confused, so but like I will say from from their viewpoint, from what they've been told, none of you live here. They've walked in, and it seemed this guy. It looks perfectly normal. Like he, you, like you've literally just burst into this guy's house, and he's eating his dinner. Yeah. So they they're kind of like exchanging a couple of looks and sort of. Couple of mud words ago. Yeah, so, sorry about this, sir. Obviously, this is uh, this has been another hoped call, and uh, they uh, they step back out. But we uh, saw the black like it's not a hoax, and and he struggles to articulate things to them as they leave. I'm like, we're just pranksters. Kev gets us all the time, pranking us. He's been in my house pranking me. Pranks, eh? Anthony, go check on Kev. Okay. Mm. Anthony's going to kind of shoot a look at the dad and then quickly rush rush off up the stairs. Yeah. Sora, um, Sora can I get a uh, heart charm check from you if you're trying to convince the dad that you're pranksters? 
So <laughs> such pranks. Dude. So this is uh, you. This is one of your top skills. So you, yeah. you get seventy six on this. Oh come on, you bastard! <laughs> there is one six in there. So yes. Okay. Ah. So he kind of goes, oh, bloody kids. You really crossed the line here, you know, calling the calling the ambulance on me. It seems our it? pranks have escalated out of control, sir, and I do apologise. What if my wife answered the door? She'd have a bloody heart attack. Oh, oh, I didn't think about that. We're such dumb pranksters. Uh, I'll be... Uh, where's he gone, that bloody... Uh, I don't know your parents, but trust me, I'll be calling... Uh, I'll be calling Anthony's dad, Jim, as soon as I get... Uh, as soon as I get oh, a minute. Oh no, it was all my it was all my idea. Anthony's Anthony just fancies me and does whatever I say, so it's not really his fault. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't ring his dad. Ring my mum. I think I'm gonna need okay, so he's believed the prankster story. I think I am gonna need another charm check. Because this one is gonna be a little bit trickier, so I'm gonna need two successes for this to this to run through. Oh, no. Yeah. This is a t- <laughs> this is a trickier check. <laughs> Because out of the three of you, Anthony's dad is the only one on... Oh, okay, so zero successes. Oh, failed! <laughs> you can push your luck if you like. Yes, so I would you, like to do uh, that. Because th- otherwise Anthony's <laughs> going to get bollocked by his dad. Yeah. Uh, okay. No roller disco for Anthony. <laughs> yeah, come on. I forgot about that. <laughs> okay, so if you want to push, you can re-roll all your failed dice, which is all of them. But if you still fail... On the re-roll, then... <sighs> okay, I'm going to go for it. Fuck yeah. it. Seven's a lot of dice. There's got to be one six in there, sure. I'm really getting fucked by the <laughs> dice bot here. <laughs> there we go. I see a six in there. Okay. So I did say it was difficult check, but okay. So we'll say then, so you're really pushing your luck here. Um, but I'll give you sort of a partial success with that one, with that one thing. We'll upgrade it to a full success if Hazel wants to jump in and state a case as well. Anthony's dad doesn't actually know where he is right now, and all he does is give him a hard time constantly. It's not his fault. Hmm. Oh, We're right. just cheeky schoolgirls. <laughs> <laughs> cheeky, cheeky. <laughs> okay, if I can get a charm check off of you, Hazel. Um, oh, save is- me, Hazel. This is only going to be one success needed, I think, for this one. There's a six in there. So, okay, he kind of looks between the two of you then, and he sort of goes, "Uh, I'm not happy with that boy, but I know what his dad's like. We went to school together. Best to see none of this happens again, all right? I'm not happy with the three of you. Yes, sir. I'm sorry. Right then, get out of it. Gestures towards the front door. While this (laughs) conversation's going on, Anthony, you're going upstairs. Mm-hmm. Heading straight for Kev's room. And if the door's open as we left it, then he's walking straight in. It, it, well, it's as you left it, basically. Okay. So, yeah, going to walk straight in with... Kev, Kev, are you, are you all right? Huh? Uh, well, what are you doing in my room, Anthony? What? Oh, you, you wouldn't believe it. Like, we, like, you weren't at school today, so me and, me and Sora and Hazel, we were all, like, worried. Yeah, I was. We, no, you weren't. We play football. What are you talking about? No, that was yesterday. Like, it's, it's been a full 24 hours since then. And like we, we came looking for you, like checking your house and stuff, because you weren't in school. And like we, we went around to the back of your garden and looked through the window. And your dad had all this like black muck all over his face and stuff. And like 
we tried the door so we came in and then and then and then like, he was like in trouble and like he wasn't moving and we came up here and you you had all this black stuff on your face and and i don't know what what the hell's going on you what this is a weird prank anthony it's not a prank. I'm telling you, you had this black stuff on your face. Your dad was like dead or something. Like he wasn't moving. I don't know. Like this is crazy. I feel like I'm losing my mind. Look, I'm I'm real tired from from school and football. Can you can you just? It's like six o'clock at night, mate. Well, how could you? Anthony, we're going. He's kind of yeah. I mean, nothing is really like out of place on Kev's face or at all or anything. Like he looks genuinely confused as to why you've burst into his room and seemingly woken him up. Look, Kev, I've got to go. Like, my dad's already going to be waiting for me at home. I'm really late as it is, and I'll just talk to you about this tomorrow, all right? But I'm not lying, I promise. All right, can you just get out of my room? All right. I'll I'm, see you tomorrow. I'm, I'm glad you're all right, Kev. I'll see you tomorrow. Right. <laughs> Anthony still slinks out again, yeah. closing the door as he goes. Yeah. Um, and... And as he's passing, glances again towards the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Is the, the full bath still like? Yes, yeah, still full of water. Is the door like just ajar a little bit? Is that what it's, we can, well, it's, it's what kind of open through there? It's open. Oh, it's open. Yeah. And and there's nobody in the bath. It's not like I can see an angle where like this is the corner of the bath, and if I peer in, there's more to see. No, it looks like someone's run a bath. Basically. Okay, it's just full. Yeah. Okay. Looks at that again, kind of, and then takes a mental note and rushes back downstairs to join the girls. I will say there's no steam or anything coming off the water. Somebody did it the day before and forgot about it. Well, whatever's happened has happened. But <laughs> Okay, so we'll cut to the three of you then uh, walking away from the house. Kev was like, he, he's alright and everything, but like he didn't have anything on his face either, and he, he didn't believe me. He thought it was like that he'd just woken up and that it was the next day and that we were playing football yesterday, but like, it's like he's lost a whole day or something. His dad was the same. He, he was pretty sure it was still Wednesday. Something has definitely happened that everyone's lost 24 hours, but... Yeah, it's proper weird. What? It's really weird. Was it... Because it could have been that it was because it was like a full day, or is it because there was other people turned up that it stopped? I, I don't know. We'll, we'd have to. We'll have to see who comes to school tomorrow, and like, if, if 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 it's just Kev that comes back, and like all the rest of them are still missing, then we might have to go and like pauses for a second. We'll have to go and check on other people, or at least oh, talk no. to somebody and let them know what happened to us. I don't think... Okay, Sora stops and crosses her arm. She's like, I don't think we should tell anyone what we saw. I don't think anyone will believe us. Exactly. You know what? Just look around you. Everyone is... All the adults are not paying attention to things. Your dad is obsessed with football. And then he can ignore everything else. And my mum doesn't tend to know what day of the week it is. Or anything else for that matter. Something's broken. Like, really broken. Mm. With the mention of the dad, Anthony looks at his watch again, sees that it's, what What time is it now? Half six, maybe? Coming up seven. Seven. Oh, oh, God. <laughs> Anthony's <laughs> eyes bulge out of his head a little bit. It's it, It's almost seven o'clock. Mum's going to have had dinner on the table for an hour. 
they'll be waiting. And he puts a foot on a pedal on his bike and looks at the girls and says, we're going to have to talk about this tomorrow. I've got to go. And immediately Hi. pushes off mm-hmm. without waiting. Yeah, you, uh, you watch as Anthony speeds away as fast as his legs will carry him. <sighs> there he goes. Oh, dear. Um, I think I'll give Anthony a ring when I get home to see if he's in big trouble or not. From Kev's house, there's not a huge amount of difference really between getting to yours and Anthony on his bike getting to his, so he'd probably get to get back quicker than you would. Okay, that's fine with me. Uh, anything Hazel-wise? Hazel's just going to be really freaked out and looking through like any books and things that she's got to see if she can make any sense of things. Books at home? You mean? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So let's let's stick with Anthony. So after, I want to say, ooh, 10 minutes frantic pedaling, you sort of skid to a halt in front of your house. And um, yeah, you kind of quietly trying to put your bike around the side and sneak in the back door maybe? Or what's the what's the play here? Um, yeah, it, it's, it's getting in, putting the bike in as quietly as possible and then taking a brief moment at the doorstep to be like, right, what am I going to tell dad? Like, okay, um, I went to football practice. I was playing with Kev. He'll back me up tomorrow. So I'll tell him it was that and that I forgot because we were really into the game. And and if I convince him on that front, maybe he's going to believe me. Can I get a, a sneak check just for the sort of the quietness of getting your bike away, I think? Oh, actually, so that'd be five. five so, so you've got six here. Yeah. I would say as well, probably five, actually, because you're probably still scared. So okay, well, you, oh, that's fine. You got two sixes there, so we'll 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 call that a success anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, you were able to kind of you've kind of know the lay of the land around your house pretty well, and so you're able to kind of quite quietly kind of tuck your tuck your bike away where you keep it, and then yeah, just compose yourself. No sign of any kind of like dad kicking the door open, going where are you or anything like that. Um, so yeah, you open the door and. The smell of your your mum's cooking is in the air, as we established last time. You know, you normally have your homework done before dinner, and mm-hmm. you step into the kitchen. So you, your parents sort of look up from both of them, are sort of eating it in silence, and they, they both sort of look up and sort of just sort of stare at you. Your dad kind of gulps down, mouthful of food, looks like having fried egg and chips. Well, well, look who finally graces us with his presence. Where you been, son? I was just, I'm sorry, Dad. I was i was really caught up with practicing football with Kev. We were having the most incredible game. I scored like a hat trick. And trying to casually sit down and join them at the table as if nothing's really off. Okay. Like treating this like, oh, I'm, I'm really sorry. That's enough, right, Dad? Let's, let's smooth this over. Okay, make a, uh, make a heart charm check. So... This would be three d six for you. Normally it would be four, but you're still. I'd say you're, you're still freaked out. We didn't go through any of the actions. Oh, there's a six oh, in there. Okay. Uh, he sort of eyes you up for a second. And goes, well, at least you, uh, at least you're doing something productive, working on your football skills. You'll have to get your homework done before bed, though, son. I oh, don't worry about it, Dad. I've I've been thinking about that on the way home. I'm ready to go with the homework. I was thinking about it while I was playing. In fact. Yeah, smart thinking. Smart thinking takes a. Yeah, that's the that's the kind of thinking that's going to take you far in life, son. That's the kind of thinking that got me my own leisure centre. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> that's the kind of thinking. 
was busy busy planning the uh, the cost of people's lockers while he was kicking the ball. <laughs> Oh, I like that. that a... uh, good to hear it, then, son. Right, we saved you. Uh, saved you some chips. So... Oh, cheers, Dad. I'll get these finished, and then I'll get straight on my homework. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. Right, he kind of um, he sort of nods it to your mum, who yeah, he's not going to be serving you your food. That's not the way things are done in this house, as you know. So your mum sort of puts you some food on. They've been kind of keeping it warm in the oven for you, and uh, dinner dinner is served. Um, I will say at this point, then, so you know. Having the the relief at having gotten away with it, at least with your parents, I will say kind of calms you down a bit, and uh, we'll, we'll say that you you lose the scared condition. Although cool. in role playing terms, we'll see. You know, obviously you're not forgetting what you've seen and that. Yeah, yeah. Just it, no it longer, makes sense that yeah. the fear has passed because Kev's alive again inexplicably. Mm. So the main cause of the fear is has been washed away. More of a confusing yeah. state at this point then. Mm. Okay. All right. So, uh, Sora, then, were you going to call Anthony basically as soon as you got home? Um, no, I was going to leave it to a bit later. Leave it to a bit later? Okay. Well, maybe we'll have the scene then with Hazel sort of checking out some books before, and then it would sort of be like later on in the evening, phone call happens. Yeah. Okay. So, Hazel, you get in, television's on in the front room, your mum is in front of it. Um, you see that Laurel. Uh, is uh, her, the door to her bedroom's closed? You can see the lights on underneath. You know, lights sort of shining out from underneath the door. You can hear sort of light sounds of the radio playing in there. So maybe she doesn't want to be disturbed. Um, so you take it, go into your own room. Yes. Yeah. Go up into my room and pull a whole like stack of books over. Okay. And then sit down on my bed with like the books around me and as I go through them like I end up with like what kind of fields of I was going to say what kind of fields of things are you looking into in regards to this so the books are a mix of witchcraft so mm-hmm. like proper spells and things right. from all sorts of different places and there's there's a couple of books on herbalism but they're kind of at the bottom of the stack so she's kind of looking at things that would cause liquid to come out of someone's eyes is really what I want to find. Right, so more on the medical end of things. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Probably more the, the hedge witch. Yeah. Um, you picked it up from one of those little little kind of wicker stores or, or something. Arcane, weird and wonderfuls rather than proper medicine. Yeah, okay. All right, well, make, I think, make a mind comprehend check is probably going to be the closest we can have for that, really. Because I would, I would imagine these are books that you've read over and over before. Yeah. Yeah, so this is more sort of like, do I, you know, these are the books that I think I might have something in, but have I read something like this? Uh, okay, you got a success there. Nothing really, nothing shows up in the herbalism one. Nothing really in any kind of like the more medical ones. The closest, though, I mean, it doesn't fully fit anyway, but the closest you can find is from uh, one of these sort of it's like a it's one, it's, it's from one of your sort of spell books, but it's one that you've never really put any kind of stock in as just sort of like you picked it up as like, oh, you know, it's from one of the like a sort of kooky kind of new agey type shop as like, look, spells sort of thing. 
you know, not not a serious text, should we say? Yeah. <laughs> but weirdly, that has the closest thing in it, and it's um, it's sort of like as I say, it doesn't fully fit, but it's a spell for taking away control of a person. The the only kind of details in it that fit are like something about it is like darkness from the eyes kind of grabs you as a thing but that that could be an allegory it could be you know just like a sort of odd kind of phrasing but it out of all of your your kind of thinking in your books that's the one that fits the most should we say but again it doesn't really fully encapsulate what you've actually saw in kev's house it's just the closest set of what you've got in your books that will be enough to convince hazel that it is either supernatural or something that is quite powerful in a totally different way, but we've never come across it, so we don't understand it. Hmm, okay. So supernatural, or might as well be supernatural. Yeah, at least based on the books that you have. That's you know, the, yeah. the, the, thing, the thought line led you to the, you know, down that path, So, and that's the conclusion you've drawn. Whether that's accurate or not, we'll find out. <laughs> yeah. But this is this is what Hazel's conclusion is, shall we say? Yeah. Okay, so it's a little later in the evening. We'll say that, you know, this going back through your books and things takes a little bit of time. So over at Sora's house, you you think, oh, you know, Anthony must be he's either in you know, he's either in deep trouble by now or he's gotten away with it. So you pick up the phone. It's my Clarissa phone. It's see through <laughs> <laughs> with cogs <laughs> inside. You've got a miniature crocodile in the tank right next to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a couple of rings, and the phone is answered by Anthony's mother. Hello? Hi, can I speak to Anthony, please? It's Sora. Oh, hello, Sora. How are you? I'm all right, thanks. How have you been? Oh, you know, same old, same old. I'll go find Anthony for you. Thank you. You hear the clattering of the phone on the side, and off, off in the distance you hear, Anthony, Sora's on the phone for you. Okay, like hopping up and running downstairs. Oh, thanks, Mum. And then uh, picks up and goes, oh, you're right, Sora. Did you get home all right? Yeah, yeah, all good. Did you um, get in any trouble? Uh, he looks around to check if there's anybody within earshot and says, no, no, I, I, I told my, my dad that I was uh, playing football all evening and he was, he was all right with it, thankfully. I think I got really lucky there. Are you feeling all right now? Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling a bit better. I mean, Kev was okay in the end, so I guess, like, what... I mean, you saw it as well, didn't you? Like, he did have the black stuff on his face, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He did. It was all over his pillow as well, but I don't know. What could be going on? That, like, we're seeing things. I, I, I mean, I didn't sleep very well the night before, but then for you to see the same thing, it just doesn't make any sense. Um, I don't know. Is it, like, group hallucination? I saw that in an X-Files episode once. I don't really know about that stuff. I've never heard of it. Well, you should come round and watch X-Files with me, Anthony. I've been taping them. Uh, may- maybe sometime. And he sort of flushes red. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll see you tomorrow. All right, I'll, I'll see you at school. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> the phones go down and the truth is out there. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Sora goes back to watching X Files and makes notes. <laughs> yeah, it's that. Um, it's that episode. Or it's not. You know, you're rewatching your old tapes. You're not such a big fan of that one episode where, like, the gardener can control fire with his mind. But it's the next one on your tapes <laughs> on your rewatch through. It's not a great episode. Okay, so in contrast to the previous night, 
no thunderstorms, no um, no sort of interruptions really to sleep unless it's the psychological interruption of pondering what you've seen in the previous evening. Um, I'll leave that out to you guys, actually. How, how are you sleeping? <laughs> Anthony's going to go out like a light because he's been up since probably about half five to do his paper round, and it's mm. been a very stressful day. So as much as his head is swimming with thoughts of what the hell's been happening and how confusing it all is, that confusion is kind of drifting off as soon as his head's down. That's that. Um, Sora's going to be staying up late watching uh, X-Files until um, she falls asleep with the telly on. Okay, so yeah, you get, like you said, they're, they're taped, so you, you can get maybe two episodes per tape. Oh, it's crazy. You you get a couple of episodes in. It's been a long day, though, so yeah, you, you don't last too late, I would say. And um, you fall asleep to another thrilling episode of <laughs> The Adventures of Mulder and Scully. And uh, finally, Hazel, how are you... Uh, how are you dealing with the um, the events of the evening? Hazel is going to keep poring over her books and eventually will probably fall asleep and like drop a book on herself. Okay, are you reading like lying down? Sort yeah, of book over yeah, face. Reading lying down. Yeah, hold, like propping the book up. Okay, and reading it, and it's gonna like smack her in the face or something when she falls asleep. Sleep is sort of. Um, you know, tricky. You know, you each come to it in different ways. I will say before we skip to the next morning, then. However, Hazel, about middle of the night, you wake up. There is a hardcover book covering your face, which you sort of lift off, find a bookmark for, and put on the side. Um, the thought comes to you of like, has has the blood appeared yet? It's the middle of the night. You know, you never can tell. So Hazel, like, pushes her hair back out of her face and looks down, isn't really too sure if she can see anything, so she puts on the small light that's beside her bed Mm -hmm. so that she can have a look properly. Okay, there is nothing on the covers, you are relieved to find. There's nothing on the covers, nothing on the pillows. So turning your your light off, there's a little bit of moonlight kind of shining in through the window. You turn off your light and you sort of lay back and you're just about to close your eyes when you notice something looks different on the ceiling. Oh no. Put the light back on and look up. On the ceiling uh, above your above your bed are a series of concentric expanding circles. They look... I mean, it's still dark in the room with a little light on. But they look a deep red. Oh no. And as you stare at them... They fade away into the ceiling. And they were directly above the bed? Yes. Hazel jumps up, grabs her bedding, and, like, curls up in a corner of the room with her back to the wall. Okay. And, like, hides underneath the duvet with a pillow behind her neck. All right. So you're not getting back to sleep easily, would we say? Not easily, not no. Not easily, no, Okay. But yeah, sort of keeping an eye out and you eventually, however, find your way back to sleep with no other, you know, you're sort of every so often checking the ceiling and that and above you and everything. No other signs of anything. And as you awake in the morning, still no signs of anything. So the morning has come around now. It's Friday morning. Got a good 36 hours before the roller disco. And 
Anthony, you're, as usual, first to awake. Paper round, as normal. Uh-huh. Today, as you do it, things seem normal. There's the normal number of people you see on town, around the town that you normally would run into. Mr. Butler, the milkman, is there. A couple of people, especially compared to the previous day, a couple more people walking around up, you know, in the high street and that. You finish your round, get to school. Doesn't seem quite as quiet as the previous day. Well, his reaction internally, at least, is that that's very odd. Mm. And that he's very much paying attention to, like, noting who wasn't around and who is around today and kind of thinking to himself, like, yeah. oh, I'm going to ask other people if they've noticed the same thing. Yeah, I mean, the milkman even gave you a wave like he does sometimes. And yeah. Would have given him a customary nod, nod yeah. back. Didn't seem out of place, that's all I'm saying. Okay. Well, just go to school then at that point then. Yeah, okay. Um, Sora, you you wake up and as you're you're getting um, getting set to leave school, um, you still see no signs of movement in the house of Mister Smith across the road. Oh, am I still in my house? I was just sort of saying as you were getting ready to leave, you you kind of you know it struck you from you remembered from the previous day that it was unusual that he did he wasn't there. So maybe before you're leaving the house, you just kind of peek out the front window and you can see there's no signs of movement in it. Mr. Smith's uh, house across the road. Okay, I call back. Mum? Yes, Sora? Yes, what is it? Mr. Smith hasn't... I haven't seen him about the last few days. You think he's all right? He is old. Uh, I can can look in on him later. I didn't know you two were very close. I'm not close. I don't know him. I just mean, like, I was walking the other day. He wasn't there. And today he's not there. Like, I don't know. He's old. Maybe he's just having a lion. I, if you, I can look in later if you want. Yeah, yeah. All right. See you later. Okay. See you later. Have a good day. Bye. Leave the house. Okay. Uh, Hazel. Yeah. Like I say, you you wake up in the morning. No. <gasps> Sorry. I haven't <laughs> led my mum into a trap. But oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we'll find out. No. <laughs> I'm so stupid. (laughs) Okay, sorry. (laughs) Okay, so (laughs) Hazel, as usual, um, breakfast is waiting for you, but your mum is sort of just sort of bustling around. It's the usual setup. There's nothing out of place in your house, really. I mean, uh, other than the other than the blood, but that's. (laughs) I feel like that's a separate issue. Um, (laughs) Yeah, the blood. How is Laurel? Does she seem okay? She seems similar to how she did the um, previous day. And you can see as as you're eating breakfast, she's just kind of, you know, you got the feeling like, you get the feeling like maybe she'd left a little bit of homework to the last minute and she's got like one of her school books out on the side as she's sort of eating cereal. Just kind of scribbling in it. She's not really meeting your gaze, shall we say? Right. Interesting. She kind of notices you looking at her and just looks at what? No, nothing. It just. I, I'm sorry, I didn't sleep well. Well, okay. Just stop staring at me. Weird. Okay, sure, whatever. Okay, the two of you finish your breakfast and make the short walk to school. 
Is Kevin the lessons that Anthony has in the morning? I will say it does seem like you got a full full attendance today. Just and he general. is in the same classes as him. Yeah, where where you would normally run into him. Yeah. Okay, right. Okay, then. So we'll have a quick conversation between the two of them then. Hmm. In class or like between, in, in like maybe you're going to a locker or something. <laughs> or, or, or yeah, between, between lessons. After, okay. after first lesson, like as they're leaving class, it gets yeah. an opportunity to have a quick chat with him as they're walking towards that. You're putting history books away in your, in your locker and that, and uh, Kev is, he's, he's only a couple of lockers down from you. He's also changing, changing books around. Okay. Anthony kind of catches Kev's eye and goes, oh, you're right today, Kev. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I got, I got a good nap last night. Good. Well, you must have been in bed for a long time if you like slept through the whole day. Slept through? The... No, man. I, I didn't sleep through the whole day. Well, you must. Have... Seriously, what happened to you yesterday, mate? Like, look at the date. Like, what? You must have. You must it's have recognised by now that you slept through a whole day. No, I didn't. We we played football. I went home. You no, kind of weirdly turned up, and then and then I went as he's, back to bed. As he's saying this, um, I'm assuming here a little bit. Have we got school diaries? Um. Yeah. Let's say yeah. Sure. That that was part of my secondary <laughs> school experience. Yeah. I had completely there forgotten go, about then. school diaries, but yeah, it's I more than likely <laughs> did have one. Yeah. He's gonna to pull get out his same. school diary and point out yesterday on the diary and say, "Look, look at the date today. Look, do you have anything in your school diary for yesterday?" Are you, are you talking like signed in and stuff like that? Yeah. Any any evidence of like because you would write your homework down and what have yeah. you in it and. I'm, I'm going to arbitrarily say that Anthony has got some homework or something that he's written in there for the day before. Yeah. Just to uh, indicate, yes, he was at school. He does have stuff written in there. Ooh. It's non-specific, like, but it does match the timetable that's on yours. Taken aback at the sight of this, Anthony's confused as hell. Says, what... That doesn't make any sense. Like, you weren't here yesterday. We could ask the teachers that were in the classes and they'll tell you that you weren't here. Yeah, I was. I feel like I'm losing my mind, mate. I like, feel like you're losing you, your mind you, as well. well. What did we do yesterday, then? Yesterday? Well, we uh, we had... Uh, well, we had... We, had uh, we played football at lunch and we had music in the afternoon. And we... A couple of other classes, I don't know, I got homework, and then I said I'll see you guys later, and you went off on your bike. But we didn't do any of that, I don't remember any of any of what you're talking about. You, you weren't at school, someone, mate. and then me, Hazel, it. and Sora came to your house to find out what the hell was going on. I, I'm sorry, mate, I'm just really confused. I remember that, I got home, I had some dinner, a bit tired, I had to lie down, next thing I know, you're shaking me awake. Uh, Alright, I don't know what to tell you, mate, I'm, it must be me that's confused or something, like... Yeah, it sounds like it. I'm gonna have to talk to the girls and find out what the hell's going on. Like, maybe they're playing a trick on me or something. Like, they seemed like they were like they they didn't seem to care that much that you and your dad were like in trouble or something. Like, well, my my dad said they were pulling a prank or something. So maybe they are there. Maybe they are tricking you. Hmm. Oh, bloody Sora! And now Anthony is quite convinced the girls are tricking him. Okay. All right. So it is the uh, it's late morning now. It's final period uh, before lunch. It's PE. You are in a um, the the school's kind of it's a little bit dilapidated. You know, it's not it's not run down or anything. It just could, you could probably do it with a bit of work. 
but it is bleep test day. Oh, oh no. <laughs> yes. You're going to have You're to roll. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Brewster, your, your anchor is, uh, uh, Anthony, is, uh, as usual, teaching the class. He says, right, we've all done this before. We all know how fun it is. You know the deal. Um, oh, God, I feel like I, I need to clarify I'll ask you guys, did you have the same bleep test we did where you had to kind of run along in... Run between two spaces and in yes. between the bleeps, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, uh, just, just checking I wasn't being tortured by... horrible flashbacks to yeah. like, oh my God, it's <laughs> the bleep yeah. test with yeah. a deep passion. So, Mr. Brewster has the sort of, it's like a sort of cheap kind of tape deck sort of hi-fi system with the bleep test uh, tape on it. Hasn't got it too high and um, starts off and goes, right, in between the bleeps, you need to get from one end of the hall to the other. Sora, apparently you weren't here, so we'll see how you do. Don't go any longer than you uh, feel like you can. That's what we're trying to test. So the minute you feel like you can't carry on, you drop out and I'll make a note of it. So, Mr. Brewster. Yeah, what is it? What happens if you just, like, walk? Do we get in trouble? You won't get in trouble, but, you know, it's not really the attitude, is it, Sora? Bows. She crosses her arms. See, there's this song. I don't know if you've all heard it, but it goes like this, and it's words to live by. When the going gets tough, the tough get going. Think about that. <laughs> okay. Anthony looks around at the other kids to gauge reaction to that pearl of wisdom. Uh, Sora raises her eyebrow. <laughs> okay, sir. He goes, okay, ready? And he, he blows he, he blows a sort of his whistle, presses play on the deck, and the beeps start. So, can I get body move checks from each of you. This is just, again, just to see oh. how well generally you do from the bleep test. Okay, so... Body. This is going to be almost as bad as actually body doing the damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> I've got four D6. Yeah. Eight D6. Oh, eight! Yeah. Ooh, Two successes. Three. Okay, so Sora, yeah, you, you can keep going for a while, you know without too much hassle but you know basically as soon as you start feeling tired you just say ah oh, screw it and stop um he the mr yeah mr brewster kind of gives you a look of sort of like oh well almost like a well you tried sort of like <laughs> 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 hazel um you surprise yourself a little bit by you know you you definitely go longer than sora you kind of keep going and going and going for a bit um you sort of drop out with a few other people sort of dropping out at the same sort of time uh, Anthony, you're kind of keeping up the pace. You do notice as you're going, Kev is keeping pace with you, as are a few other people. Some of you are a little bit surprised. You're a little bit surprised that they are keeping pace with you. And this Mr. Brewster, he, he sort of turns the, he goes, right, we're really getting to it now. We're getting to it now. Seeing who, seeing who's got the, got the metal. And he, he turns the volume up on the testing bit, testing thing a little bit. As soon as he does that, you do notice these people who've been keeping pace with you start to slow down a little bit almost you're not quite sure why but um it does seem like maybe the pressure's starting to get to them a little bit that's you know everybody's quite sweaty and out of breath at this point uh, anthony you are the last person going and yeah okay 
go for a little bit longer than everyone else. The rest of the class is kind of watching you, and finally you stop. Well, there you go, Anthony. Tell your dad about that one. I'm sure he'll be proud. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll let him know. Oh, oh, and he, he's really focused more on catching his breath than even taking in what Mr. Bruce has got to say to him at that moment. Mm. So um, after I sit down, I'm going to flop next to... Well, as I stop, I go and sit next to Sora, and mm-hmm. I'm just like... So, it looks like everything's back to normal today? Well... Yeah, I suppose it is. Everyone's back in school. Um, I'm starting to think it didn't really happen. But it did. We know it did. She sighs like, I really don't know what to think, but I, I don't want Anthony to keep running his mouth to everyone about what happened and what he thought happened. and We're just going to get in trouble. I think, I think his parents have gotten so scared that he can't not tell adults everything. But, so, when I went home, I found some stuff, and I was looking through my book, and there is at least some kind of weird magic thing that talks about darkness coming from the eyes, and it's to do with, like, making people lose control over themselves. So, I I mean, I don't know if it's linked to that, but... What what do you mean, losing control, like... Because they were just, like, sitting there doing nothing, weren't they? Yeah, it was just, like, you know, like, those old zombie films? Yeah. Where they're, like, I mean, okay, they moved around, and Kev's dad wasn't moving. But it was very much that kind of, like, completely vacant. I just don't yeah. understand what then, like, snapped him out of it when the paramedics turned up. I think, I feel like that this might sound out there. What if, like, time went back for them because we, like, disrupted something? Oh, it could have. I mean, if it was some sort of supernatural thing, I don't know. It's just because everything disappeared. Like, there was no evidence of blood or whatever it was coming out of them. It just as if time went back and nothing happened. Just for them. Yeah. Um, it's like nobody seems to realise that they weren't here yesterday. Like, none of the teachers have said anything about it. It's kind of like everything is just like they filled it in the blank. Like, oh, it was just a normal day. It's just so weird. Would you say you've asked anybody else about this today? Like, have you talked to any of the other students who were maybe here the day before? Or have you talked to any of the other students who weren't here the day before, you know? Um, I've probably, like, a couple of girls in my classes in the mornings, I've probably gone, oh, um, so you didn't really miss anything yesterday? They seem a little confused, and they tell you that they were there yesterday. Oh, okay, sorry. Like, independently, if you know what I mean. They're not... Yeah. They weren't, like, talking to each other, you know? These are separate people all telling you that no, no, they were here. Okay. Hmm. Sora would have kept herself to herself. Um, she's still intent on not saying anything. Mm. But she calls Anthony over. Oi, Anthony! Hmm? And he's, he's kind of finishing huffing and puffing and then kind of looks up. And- yeah. <laughs> Compared to them 
Thora is not broken one sweat because she did not try. <laughs> yeah, you at look all. like you haven't really done the test. <laughs> Still pristine. <laughs> yeah, that, that bit where Mr. Brewster was saying, "Don't push yourself. Go till you feel like you can't." Anthony was definitely going until he felt like he was going to collapse. Yeah, Anthony took it as like go until you can't physically. Sora took it until go until you can't be bothered. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm tired. Uh, never mind. <laughs> it kind of wanders over with a, a look of consternation about him and says, Oh, hello, Sora. Hello, Hazel. I was talking to Kevin and he was showing me his diary that shows he was at school yesterday. And I'm starting to think that you, like, I was just so tired yesterday that you girls were playing tricks on me. Hey, that prankster thing was a lie. It's not true. I'm not really pranking people. He raises an eyebrow quizzically <laughs> as if like, mm, really? <laughs> yes, really. Also, Anthony, I heard you shouting at Kevin this morning. Stop telling people what happened. Well, I had to ask him because he he doesn't seem to think that anything was weird yesterday. He's got a full diary of like events and things that happened, and he was here. He he was telling me all about what he thought was going on. But I mean, Anthony, have you talked to anybody else that was wasn't here yesterday? That was, yes, supposedly wasn't yes, here. Yes, I have. And it's like all of them have just filled in a random school day in their minds. They had no idea that anything happened, and their brains have like reset as though it's normal. But it happened. And we saw that black liquid. But telling people about it isn't going to help because they don't want to listen. Yeah, I'm going to stop talking about it now because, yeah, nobody seems to know anything about it apart from us three. And I'm starting to doubt my own thoughts on this. But uh, I don't know how the hell you did it to me. Like, is, it, is this one of your, like, magic herbs or something, Hazel? Oh, yeah, yeah, because all my herbalism is so effective. I can make you see things, or I can knock, like, 90% of the town out for 24 hours. If it did that, do you think I would still be in this stupid school? He, Anthony winces a little bit, like, these are all fair points and I've got nothing to say to that. <laughs> um, Sora feels like teasing Anthony and says, actually... I did see you eat a brownie yesterday. I think Hazel might have put some weed in it. <gasps> Sora! <What? laughs> no! She, she tries really hard to smile. You've given me reefer madness. <laughs> <laughs> you were going crazy. You took off your pants. You started running around all the way to Kev's house. <gasps> and that's. Oh, oh. <laughs> and that's Sora, <laughs> leave them be! <laughs> so mean! What? It, it's okay. I think if it had been that, you'd remember it. Everyone saw your banana boxes. Oh my god. <laughs> Luckily, I was there. She puts her hand to her chest just to help you. She's taking Sora. a piss, right, Hazel? Like, she's just choking like that. I didn't do any of that. She's joking. She's just trying to embarrass you. And she just really, really wants to see you in your underwear. What? No, don't turn that around on me! She blushes. <laughs> yeah, I totally do. Anthony's a shade, shade of crimson now that is just, yeah, it's, it's the most red of reds. Ah. He's almost shaking now with a kind of, like, stress at everything that's being thrown at him. He's like, I don't know what the hell's even happening anymore. Just, so just... <laughs> oh, and he sits down with you and says, all right, fine, okay. Like, so everybody's, like, half the town's forgetting what's going on. Just 
Alright, I'll, I'll, I'll just believe you if you stop teasing me, okay? Okay. She grins. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think we can... <laughs> I think we could spin on to the end of the school day then. So, throughout the day you've been met by kind of... Any time you've kind of questioned it, whether it be other students or you just kind of maybe sort of dropped a comment to a teacher who was missing, sort of implying that they weren't there yesterday, you're, you're met, you know, uniformly by confusion, you know, and no, we were here, you know, that kind of response. This is all three of you, really. Although, like you say, you're kind of keeping it on the down low a little bit at this point. And uh, you'll find yourselves leaving the front of the, the school entrance. It's Friday evening. So a little bit more casual than a normal weekday. But you're leaving the school entrance. Uh, Kev is leaving at the same time. Um, Matt, the other guy uh, who plays football with you, Anthony, the one who Sora had a crush on. <laughs> well, at least that's what you said in your your character um, sheet. I might, if, if that's no longer the case, I can take this out. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's starting to feel like there's something else brewing. <laughs> <laughs> Um, they're leaving as well as well as a few of the other people everybody's kind of, you're all kind of leaving around about the same time at the front gate and um, much like he did on the Wednesday Kev says so you're all still going to the, the roller disco tomorrow right should be fun oh, I, I didn't even think to ask my dad I completely forgot we've been so busy for the, with, uh, with yesterday and then he pauses and looks away from Kev oh yeah I was uh, yesterday evening I was really busy and I just forgot all about asking my dad but I'll, I'll make sure to ask him tonight you, you guys are all still going right yeah all i'm right. still going <clears throat> yeah i'm still going yeah make sure you come anthony all right yeah I'll, I'm, I'm pretty sure my dad's gonna let me after today's performance of the bleep test i, I really outdid myself on that yeah woohoo <laughs> Taken aback at the absolutely like dismissive reaction to that. In fact, how did Hazel react to, to this slight braggadociousness? She just rolls her eyes. But uh whatever. Kev kind of turns in and goes, Yeah, I don't know why you beat me, you know, everyone knows I'm faster than you. Well, I guess not. And then noting the girl's reaction and feeling a little bit crestfallen and nobody sort of sang his praises. <laughs> <laughs> kind of puts a foot on the pedal of the bike in an increasingly customary way. Yeah. And kind of says, well, uh, I guess I'll see you all tomorrow night for the disco then. See you then, bleep man. See you then. So as he rides off, Kev turns to you guys and he says, uh, the two of you, and says, um, look, you, you all know I'm faster than him, right? I just got a headache at the end there. Look, no one cares about the bleep test. <laughs> Maybe you don't. Pretty obvious. Really? It's a bloody bleep test. Who cares? All right, whatever. Do something really cool and impress me, and then we'll chat, yeah? Well, like what? Well, we'll... Sora! <laughs> what would be really cool in the eyes of Sora? <laughs> I don't know, like... Uh, she founders because she, uh, she's just shit-talking. Um, <laughs> I don't know, do you skateboard or some shit? Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I hit the decks once in a while. Pretty radical like that. Radical, yeah. Yeah. All right. Word. Um, it's one of my classic pranks. Hey, <laughs> Kev, why don't you slide down that rail yeah, on your skateboard? Okay. That's, that'd be well, pretty I cool. My, I haven't got my board with me now, but like, look, here's, a, here's a taste. And he, he jumps up on the rail and slides down on kind of like the... um the What's the part of the foot? Damn it. Um, 
Like the middle yeah. bit, the arch. Yeah, there you go. The arch. Yeah, it kind of slides down the arches of his feet and kind of jumps off the end and like sort of lands. And he sort of puts his hands up like, yeah, that's that's how I do it. <laughs> that was pretty cool, actually, Kev. And she claps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he goes, yeah, well, I'll, uh, I'll see you at the disco tomorrow. Then. <laughs> he heads off towards his end of town. And you all just sort of head off towards your own homes. So, Sora, as you, you walk home from school, the thought suddenly occurs to you of like, I wonder what happened with mum. Oh, no. And you walk into your, your road and you see your mum in the front garden of your house watering the flowers. Oh, thank God she's alive. <laughs> Jesus. You say that out loud. That was out She kind of... Um, she sees you sort of approaching and sort of gives you a bit of a wave and you look over at um, Mr. Smith's house and there is a um, there's a van parked in front of it. It says on the side, PCP. And your mum greets you as you approach. Yeah. Oh, how was school? Yeah, it was... Whatever. What's going on? Is that like a... Is he dead? I don't, don't think so. That's the power company, isn't it? PCP? Oh, Oh, I thought it was like a weird. Anyway, I didn't. I didn't get a chance to go over. I, I was shopping, but when I came back, then yeah, Bam's parked there, so there's people inside. So I'm guessing he's okay. I wouldn't worry about it, dear. So have you seen him though? Oh no, I haven't, I haven't been over there. Mum, you used to watch Murder She Wrote all the time. I thought you were on it. That's just a television show. You need to not get so wrapped up in your programs. You, I don't know how you watch that. Uh, Dreadful American thing. Scare yourself with that. Ugh, oh, I like telly. <clears throat> Nothing else to do around here. Well, you make your own fun. You're always tinkering with that car of yours, aren't you? Well, of your dad's. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, she sings a backpack over her shoulder and goes inside. Okay. <sighs> that was stressful. Mm. Okay, so that's, that's Sora. Um, anything from Anthony? Um, I want to make a point of telling Dad all about the uh, the bleep test, the bleep test, okay. and then asking permission for the uh, for the disco. Okay. So uh, yeah, get we'll, home. We'll, we'll cut directly to that conversation. I think. Okay, around the dinner table, mm. I think is is where it's going to be raised because there's not really many opportunities for yeah. uh, Anthony to even have a chat. Friday night so, is um, pork chop night at the Rover House, and your dad is in a good mood as it is. He loves his pork chops. Good. Um, so we're part way through the meal, um, sort of between bites. Mm. Oh. This is good, Tina. This is good stuff. Yeah, yeah thanks, Mum. This is lovely. Oh, I do my best. I've been having such a good day today, Dad. I've, I went and did the uh, we did the bleep test in PE today, oh, and yeah? I won. I was like top of the class. I lasted out against Kevin. He normally beats me on these. Ah, uh, see. Yeah, knew you beat that little weasel one day. <laughs> kind of hesitating at his friend being called a weasel. Um, you know, I was the... always faster than his dad when we uh, we were at school. We didn't have this bleep test then, but certainly showed him who's boss. And now you're following in the family tradition. Yeah, Dad, <laughs> I made you proud. Um, and I was just thinking because, like, because I'd done really well this week, and like, I got all my homework done on time, and I like, I. I came first in the bleep test I, I was wondering if i could i could i go out to the uh, the roller disco down at the uh, the leisure center tomorrow 
Roller disco, eh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, so long as you get all your homework done tonight... Do all your chores tomorrow. Oh, it's already done. It's already done, Dad. I got I got all the stuff done at lunch. Well, what right. I was supposed to be doing tonight because I really wanted to make sure that like I'm I'm ready to go. I've got everything done. I'm as prepared as I can be for next week. So like I should have time to like go out and see my friends tomorrow, right? Well, you got your chores to do. Got to uh, you know that lawn won't mow itself and my car won't clean itself. You know how it goes. Yeah, don't worry, Dad. I'll get it all done. All right, we'll do them and we'll see. Okay. And uh, return to eating and yeah. let, the, you, let the meal pass as usual at that point. You do just catch him giving your mum a wink. At this. So he's quite <laughs> pleased with himself that he's like, yeah, I got this boy well trained. Not in like a harsh way, <laughs> oh, I thought... but like as a kind of like, you know, this is it, I'm doing it. I thought he was sexy night. <laughs> of course you went there, Alex. Of course you did. <laughs> It's more of like a kind of like wink of like, that's right. I'm doing a good job as a dad. This is how it's meant to be done. You're going to get it, love. That's a different kind of wink. Yeah, it's a very different flavor of wink, that one. It's Friday night, Tina. You know what that means? Your dad is not a subtle man. (laughs) Friday night, the feeling's right. Anthony has to listen to them. Oh. <laughs> oh, no, I think that, you know, that's strictly a Saturday night post-gladiators activity. <laughs> well, once Dad's got an eye full of, of uh, jet, yeah. uh, that's, when, that's when his uh, ardour's off a little bit. <laughs> and his mum, they both fancy him. That with a double bill with Noel's house oh, party and it Hunter. really gets going. <laughs> she, she'd, be, she'd be there for Hunter, surely. Every time Hunter and Ulrika had a moment, she'd be there to yeah. like, oh, I could be Ulrika. But secretly, she likes Wolf. <laughs> She's not afraid of the big bad wolf. <laughs> he knows he's a big softy inside. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so let's jump forward, maybe a little bit to a little bit later on in the evening. Uh, Hazel, what would you like to be doing? Yeah, um, I'm going to speak to my little sister. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll go and knock on Laurel's bedroom door. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, can I speak to you for a minute? Okay. Hey, so um, I know I know you said the other day that you haven't been seeing anything weird in the mornings, but I saw something really weird overnight, and it's it's kind of shaken me a bit. What did you see? It it was like there was it looked like there was circles of blood up on the ceiling. She kind of just sort of looks at you for a second, kind of a little bit like like she's not quite sure what to say, and says like, "What do you mean on 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 the ceiling? What you know? Are they still there? No, they were. As soon as I put the lights on, it was gone. But I saw it." Maybe you were asleep. Maybe. But I woke up in the corner of my room with the duvet and my pillows. That's pretty weird. If I see anything tonight, can I, like, bring my duvet and crash on the floor in here? Uh, yeah. Yeah, if it just don't wake me up. That's fine. I don't think I could wake you up even if I tried. Whatever. Okay. Thank you. I'll leave you in peace now, I guess. So, okay. Yeah. Close the door. And she 
rushes into her own room and closes the door. Okay. So all of you then really kind of a little confused as to what has gone on, you know, following the day's events of who you've talked to and that, and kind of maybe doubting in uh, on some level, varying between the three of you, doubting what had mm-hmm. happened, or at least how it was being presented, shall we say, you know. Anthony's fully doubting that anything happened. Sora's questioning a little bit, should we say? And Hazel's, would you say, a little bit more kind of like, you know, you, you've looked up the evidence, you've got an idea what you think it is, but you're not quite sure what's on with people. Hazel is absolutely convinced that all of this is real, mm. that none of the adults are any use because they refuse to accept that anything like this could ever happen. And now the other two people that saw it are questioning it. Mm. She's absolutely convinced of it, but she's quite she's getting quite stressed about it now. Yeah. Okay. So you each go to sleep that night with questions in your mind. Some of you may be trying to put that out of your out of your head with the thought of, well, at least tomorrow we got the disco. Hazel, you find yourself waking again and instinctively you check the ceiling this time. Nothing on the ceiling. Nothing on the bedclothes. But you get that odd feeling, worried sort of sensation in the back of your back of your neck, sort of thing, that has always kind of preceded seeing seeing the blood, seeing the apparitions. Uh, but you can't see anything in your room. Can I feel anything? Do you mean like physically or, do, or how how do you mean? Okay. Do, can I feel that there's like any blood on me? No, it doesn't feel like you have anything on you. You can't find anything in a room. You can't see anything on the ceiling. But you're just getting that kind of prickly sort of something's up kind of yeah. feeling. Um, can she try and work out what it is? Sure. I will just say, you know, just give you the context that the only other times you felt this is when the blood has appeared. Okay. She's going to be slightly panicky and then try and find where the blood is because mm. this is... This has changed. Yeah. This is not how it was behaving before. Make a mind investigate check. A little bit kind of panicked, I would say, because this is unusual. I mean, the whole thing's unusual, but, like, it's been going on for a while. Yeah. Oh, you got two sixes there. Okay. So, over the course of about five to ten minutes, you, you check everywhere in your room. Anywhere that you can think, oh, you know, maybe it's appeared somewhere odd. As I say, not on the bedclothes, not on the ceiling, not on the floor, not on the underside of your mattress, not in your cupboard, not anywhere. You begin to get a little bit worried, and you step out into the hallway. Slight breeze coming from under Laurel's door. Guess maybe she's got her a window open. Just on a on a whim, you open her door and just poke your head in, and see her there she's she's sleeping she's got her window a little bit of jars a little bit of a slight breeze coming in and dripping from the windowsill seemingly inert is a what looks like a very familiar looking dark black liquid oh no it seems to evaporate as you look at it Almost as if it's sort of... You get the feeling it's kind of boiling away. Which is very strange. It's not what it ha- not what happened at Kev's house. 
No. You take a step and you look into the room above Laurel's bed on the ceiling, just fading away into the into the ceiling tiles as it had done in your room the night before, is a series of lines traced out in blood. But you can see this isn't exactly the same as what appeared on your ceiling. While yours were sort of concentric circles, this this is different. This is almost like magnetic field lines. Sort of swirling but kind of ordered pattern above Laurel's bed. And as you watch, they fade away. Oh. Okay, that's going to do it for this episode. We'll be back, as usual, in two weeks' time on Thursday the 10th of October with the next chapter of our Things from the Flood storyline, continuing where we left off today. Uh, So we hope you'll all tune back in for that. In the meantime, you can get in contact with us on Twitter and Facebook, both of which we are at PretendWithDice. You can also email us at PretendingWithDice at Outlook.com. Uh, if you're an iTunes or Apple Podcast user, as I said in the intro, it'd be really great if you could leave us a rating and review. Uh, it all helps us to find new listeners, and we'd love to hear what you all think of the podcast. Uh, so for now, that's our show. I hope you all enjoyed it. We'll see you next time. Bye.